Coming up in this episode of The Wheelhouse, Guidance, the third arena of accomplishment-driven leadership. Stay tuned. Welcome to Season 3 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, we'll mix interviews and conversations with in-depth thinking around one of our four foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. We'll explore the five arenas of ADL, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and to each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Hello and welcome to episode four of The Wheelhouse. As you know, in in this season of The Wheelhouse, we're really dedicating the entire season to accomplishment-driven leadership. We've been looking at uh, what that what that means, this new term that maybe you've never heard before, accomplishment-driven leadership. We're looking at the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, and then we're going to look at how we use those arenas within the context of schooling in the 21-22 school year. So in our earlier episodes, we have defined accomplishment-driven leadership, and we've explored the first two arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, captainship, and poise. So just as a, as a quick recap, if you're just joining us now in Caesar, sorry, episode four, you to be an accomplishment-driven leader, you have to be more than just a manager. You've got to be more than just a good teacher. And at the core, accomplishment-driven leaders have to be deeply committed to a strategic vision and deeply committed to growing, guiding, and nurturing their team members if they have any hope of reaching their desired destination. And throughout this season, we've been talking about growth and trying to avoid the opposite of growth which is decay, a really powerful uh, image here. And we know that, you know, working within the pandemic and knowing that this pandemic isn't letting up on us, that it's very difficult to nurture growth, but we've really got to make sure that we do that because the opposite of growth is decay. So as we dive into a season, or sorry, to episode four, what is it that you bring to the table as an accomplishment-driven leader? Who are you? What do you bring to the work? What do you stand for? How committed are you to the vision of the organization or to your vision if you are the leader of a district or a building? How are you going to get it done? And how do you individually grow and evolve along the way so that you are best prepared to grow and nurture those for whom you are responsible. 
in episode two, we looked at captainship, right? Using one's authoritative governance or influence, if you will, to steer a group or an organization toward the use of its discretionary effort. And we talked a lot about you know, who that group is or who that team is and whether unit is, is a better word for team, right? Because it implies communication and collaboration and even calibration, right? And you can be the leader of a team, which is a district-wide team, a building team, a classroom team, a grade level team, a department team. So we can, we have lots of different teams. And so our second episode really looked at how do we provide governing influence over those, how do we use our authority, right? That governing influence to, to build effective units and teams. In the second episode, we, we spent our time looking inward, right? And that is really understanding who we are as a as a person as a leader as a as someone in the organization and it is that personal commitment to leveraging our own self awareness our own self development building and utilizing our own self confidence and resiliency in order to lead courageously and we talked a lot about what that term courageously means and so if you haven't listened to episode three i certainly encourage you to do so now in episode four we're going to look at the third of five arenas of accomplishment driven leadership and this is probably the one that is most obvious when you think about an accomplishment-driven leader as being someone who is nurturing and guiding and, 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 and making sure that everyone is growing, and that is guidance. And we define guidance as steering, supporting, and anticipating the ongoing growth of others to ensure their ever-increasing capacity to succeed in their role within the organization. And again, so you don't have to hit rewind, I'm just going to say that again. We define guidance as steering, supporting, and anticipating the ongoing growth of others to ensure their ever-increasing capacity to succeed in their role within the organization. And there are a couple of key words in here that I want to spend a, a moment talking about, and those are steering, anticipating, and increasing capacity. And then we'll get to this whole idea of defining the term support in just a moment as well. But when you think about steering, you know, you know, when you steer a car or you steer a, a motorcycle or any other vehicle or something that, you know, another machine that requires steering, you're talking about being very, very intentional about where you take that vehicle or where you take that whatever it is that you're steering. And I think that level of intention is really important to the definition, right? Because uh, an accomplishment-driven leader doesn't just say, hey, go on, go, go grow, right? But we define very carefully with the people that we work with where that steering, where it is that we really need to head and what we need to and where we need to make those turns and where we need to accelerate and where we need to slow down and when we need to stop. 
uh, all of those things that come into mind. So that steering, we chose that word very, very carefully because of the image that it creates uh, as we think about it. We also chose the word anticipating uh, on purpose as well because what accomplishment-driven leaders do is beyond just offer opportunities for growth, we actually anticipate, we expect, we have every reason to believe that that growth is going to occur. And I think that's very different from leaders and from actions where we simply offer something for someone uh, who may or may not partake in whatever it is that we offer. And then there's the idea of increasing capacity. This is all about helping other people increase their capacity to be successful, right? So when you put those words together, steering, anticipating, and increasing capacity to succeed, you see a very intentional, you see very intentional actions, right? Uh, as a result of being able to utilize this particular arena. And we'll come back to supporting in just a moment. You know, I, I referenced Corn Ferry uh, repeatedly during this season of the podcast because you know, I think it's a, it's they're very, very, very smart folks. And they've done a lot of research and a lot of work around leadership. And they said something that I think really resonates with me. And I, and I hope it resonates with you as well. And that is three, they make three comments about understanding growth within an organization. One, people won't grow if they don't want to. Two, people won't grow if the organization shows no interest and offers no support. And then three, People won't grow if you, the leader, don't make it a priority. And it's really around these three big ideas. This is why we made sure when we defined those arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership that we really wanted to focus, you know, that third, that, you know, that middle arena, if you will, on guidance, right? Steering, supporting, and anticipating the ongoing growth of others to ensure their ever-increasing capacity to succeed in their role within the organization. So, you know, if people don't want to grow, we have to bring them to the point where they do want to grow. And I think part of the reason that they don't want to grow is because as leaders, we, we don't we don't make that a priority. We don't make our action a priority, right? We we often say that we want people in our organization to grow, but we don't invest ourselves. We don't show a whole lot of personal interest in someone's growth. We don't offer support in doing that. We send them somewhere. We give them a book. Uh, you know, we do lots of things, but we don't really show real intense, real specific interest. And oftentimes we don't show that support. And if we don't make that a priority, 
as the leader, why would somebody in the organization prioritize that unless they're, you know, super committed to to poise, right? To their own growth and their own self-awareness and their own self-development, but not everybody is. And then when the work of the organization challenges them, you know, we often see that thrown out because we're trying to survive. So people won't grow if they don't want to. People won't grow if the organization shows no interest and offers no support. And people won't grow if you, the leader, don't make it a priority. So let's talk about that word support. Back in our definition, there were three verbs at the very beginning, steering, supporting, and anticipating. You know, and I've been troubled by this word support for, you know, a long time. You hear it all over the place. You hear it with very vague ideas of what that means. And you also hear it with lots of different definitions of what that means. And so I was writing a blog back in 2020, um, before the pandemic, and doing a lot with with helping um, teachers and leaders supporting children uh, with behavioral issues. And you know, that support word got thrown out a lot. And so back in February of 2020, I defined that word support because I wasn't seeing common definitions of what that meant. And I'm going to bring that back to the surface today because when we think about steering, supporting, and anticipating, I want you to think about this word support. And I want you to think about this definition of support. So this is Chandler 2020 and his definition of what he means by support. Quote, support then is defined as what happens when administrators and teachers, leaders and teachers, come together to identify need, to learn together, to expand our toolkits to respond to that need, to think collaboratively about how to solve problems, and to support each other in a way that builds community and enhances everyone's feelings of worth and value. So when I hear the word support, I don't hear those other definitions or that law, that vague idea of just give me support. I think of leaders and those that they lead coming together and collaborating and communicating, calibrating, to identify need, to learn together, to expand our toolkits together, to respond to that need together, to think collaboratively about how to solve problems and how to support each other in a way that builds community and enhances everyone's feelings of worth and value. So here are two exa recent examples of when we could have or we could really take advantage of this guidance as an arena, right? And this is a missed opportunity that I'll talk to you about first. And that is I was I was coaching a, a client about a year ago, and we were talking about the fact that upcoming final exams in this particular high school were going to need to be virtual because the building had recently gone virtual and there was no, no plan for the building to return to in-person instruction. Remember, this was last year. 
to in, until after the the Christmas holidays. And so it was probably in late October or early November when I asked the question. So final exams are coming up and most of you know, no, nobody in this building in, in your building has ever given a final exam virtually. So that's going to be high stress and that's going to require a significant amount of learning and support in order for that to be comfortable for the teachers in the building and for the students who are going to be taking these exams for the first time in a virtual format. Now, remember the whole idea here of support, right? All of that coming together leaders and teachers coming together to learn, to expand toolkits, to respond to need, et cetera. And the response of that particular administrator you know, who looked at me with a, with a puzzled expression, the response was, I've published the final exam schedule. Well, publishing the final exam schedule is very typical behavior of a, of a building leader, absolutely without question. But in years past, final exams have been conducted in person. And so this was the first time that this was going to happen virtually. And people were, I'm sure, I, you know, people were a, a, a bit undone by how that was going to, how that was going to happen. So what I was trying to see happen here was that we would do some learning and some thinking around some ways that teachers could do this virtually in, in, a, in a way that would be um, less traumatic, to coin the phrase, right? Uh, and would be easier for students and teachers. Uh, but that was something that, that was not anticipated, right? So that particular leader was neither steering, supporting, or anticipating anybody's growth. And so these teachers are left on their own to, to figure that out. And certainly there's a, a whole lot of stress and energy exhausted when we don't anticipate the, the need to grow and to re and to think. So there's a negative example of how someone didn't leverage their arena of that guidance arena of accomplishment driven leadership. So let's fast forward to this year and think about for a moment what a highly skilled accomplishment driven leader would do with this guidance as a strong arena. We know that there are all sorts of learning disruptions in the school year and it is only mid we're getting like two thirds of the way through October. And we know that there are just a myriad of disruptions, right? Either adults are, are, are away, students are away, uh, buildings are closing temporarily and moving to virtual and coming back. There's vacancy. I mean, we know that there are just a, a ton of disruptions to the learning environment. We also know that teachers are trying really, really hard to normalize, normalize classroom instruction and to really, you know, think about how we bring as much of 
the way we used to do things before the pandemic back into the classroom. And yet, an accomplishment-driven leader who recognizes those needs and recognizes these disruptions would think very carefully about how he or she, how they would steer conversations, steer learning, support that learning together, anticipate learning, and really think about new ways of delivering instruction that would respond to all of those disruptions and would also lower the stress level of our teachers and our students. And so today the conversation is about, well, what are those instructional changes that we would make? That's not the focus of this particular episode of The Wheelhouse. The focus is on what we do as leaders in this arena of guidance to think about and steer, support, and anticipate that work so that we can grow everybody's capacity and we can, and by nature then, lower people's blood pressure enhance everyone's feelings of worth and value, and in fact, increase the likelihood that our instruction is actually going to produce the results that we want. So an accomplishment-driven leader with a strong guidance arena is really going to be thinking about the learning that's needed together with their staff, right? So that they can deal with effectively these learning disruptions. So that's an example of some of the thinking, right? Some of the intention that we would want to bring guidance to. And I think the learning disruptions are a really, really good example. When we think about steering, supporting, and anticipating growth, this really requires a, a very different level of interaction between the leader and the teacher in, in this particular, if we just use the leader and teacher for a few minutes, we've developed what's called a study record to really help leaders understand in this particular example, the teachers in their in their building, because we want to move away from this deficit model of coming into classrooms, looking for something that they're not doing, and then, you know, really pigeonholing the conversation around that, that response to that deficit model. We really want to think about engaging, right? If you think about what, how we define support, we want to engage our leaders in order for them to be to effectively draw upon guidance. They've got to, not only do they have to have those skills to support, steer, anticipate, but they also have to be able to deeply understand the person who they are engaging in that work with so that they can learn together and grow together and expand toolkits together. And so part of the shift for the accomplishment-driven leader is to not look at the deficit model, but to deeply understand the person that they are engaging in this relationship with and deciding together based on a deep understanding of 
where that particular person is and what it is that that we we meaning the the teacher and the leader what it is that we think is really important to move forward and to increase capacity for whatever role again in this case as a teacher so really understanding in a very deep way requires that we study our people, that we get to know them really, really well. I talk a lot about the fact that you can't really effectively guide, steer, guide, support, anticipate growth if you don't deeply understand where someone is at the current moment. And so this whole idea of studying and deeply understanding before you engage in a conversation with that person, I think is also really important to the conversation. And really, I think is it comes from that definition of support as well that, that we've just been talking about. Like all of the other arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, we have a rubric of what we mean by guidance and what that looks like at the inadequate level, at the fundamental level at the beneficial level and at the noteworthy level. And it ranges from not guiding at all, not steering, not supporting, not anticipating increased capacity to guiding boldly and courageously. And so if you think about where we are in terms of looking at the three arenas so far of captainship, poise, and guidance, they all come together to help us approach this idea of leading courageously from multiple uh, vantage points, if you will. So as we get ready to, to, to wrap up this particular episode, there are, I think there are four things that I think are really important for someone who wants to be, uh, wants to effectively use and grow their own, or that own, their own skills, that, 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 arena of guidance. One of them is we have to be able to prioritize the time needed to do the work. Studying people deeply and growing with them takes time. And that's that's the most important work that we do as a leader. So we need to figure out how we prioritize that time. I want you to remember the Learning Together framework, and that is another tool of Students Matter. But remember that adults in particular really need as needed support in order to grow in job embedded experiences. That we need to challenge ourselves and each other to support growth. And we want to be, we want to move toward that idea of being a reflective colleague, because that idea of a reflective colleague that we talked about in, in episode three really, really comes to mind when we think about this definition of support where we work together, we come together to identify need, to learn together, to expand our toolkits, to respond to that need, and to think about how we solve problems and grow in a way that builds community and enhances everyone's feelings of wealth, I'm sorry, of worth and value. Wealth would be nice too, but not what we're talking about here. And then finally, I want to leave you with, um, as I always do in, in these episodes, leave you with uh, two quotes, one from Maya Angelou, a leader sees greatness in other people. He nor she cannot be much of a leader if all she sees is herself. And then from John Quincy Adams, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, 
and become more, you are a leader. Once again, I remind you that in our course, Positioning Accomplishment-Driven Leadership, we have tools, including the Leader's Compass and the Rubric for guidance, as well as guided support to grow in each of the arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. If that's something you want to dive into more deeply, then the uh, email uh, that you would use is at the end of today's episode of The Wheelhouse. Next week in Episode 5, Contemplation. Have a great week. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 3 drop every Monday afternoon, beginning September 27th and running through December 13th. We'll take a break for the holidays and return with Season 4 in early 2022. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share, or even a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar.learningtogetheracademy.com at ourstudentsmatter.org. Again, that email address is registrar.learningtogetheracademy at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Twitter at Grant A. Chandler or LinkedIn at Grant Chandler PhD. And of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at Captivate, that's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot Captivate dot FM slash episodes. If you'd like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Season three of The Wheelhouse is dedicated to the memory and legacy of John, a dear friend and sitting superintendent who fought a courageous battle against cancer but lost the good fight today, on the very day we were in the studio recording for season three. John was fiercely dedicated to the four pillars of our work, the contemplative educator, accomplishment-driven leadership, superior instruction, and even more so, to powerful student care. He was deeply committed to saving the lives of each student through the power of education. He will be greatly missed, but his legacy and dedication to the lives of students will live on in our work. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we've got this.